it's very smart, right? It's it's a wonderful way to control people. It's like to create an us and them ideology, right? So there's there's you're either with us or you're against us. And anyone who goes against the grain of the narrative to a T, right? There's not a lot of room for variety. But if anybody goes against the grain of that, then they're slapped with a label that basically makes them feel like they're somehow somehow subhuman and that we can treat them poorly. Oh, all the races should die. That's something I've heard so many times. It's like, well, wait, when are we applying that label? Is that when somebody's just having some thoughts and questions about our immigration policies? Or, oh my gosh, anybody who you know is fat shaming should die too, right? It's like, oh, well, wait, are you talking about everybody who even says, hey, I'm worried about your health. It seems like you've been carrying extra weight and Maybe you're eating emotionally in ways that aren't really serving you and you're not living the life you really want to live. Like, that person should die because they're a fat shamer. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. We're having a great night here at Everyone is Cancelled. I have my... Love here from Love Signals, Michaela McDonald, the co-host of today's show. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Episode 72. And today we're talking about how this is a fictional show. It's not real. Listen to your doctor, obey the laws in your country. And if your doctor approves and you really, really want to do this, go fuck yourselves. Today's show is about how... It is so hard to to escape Nazi culture, otherwise known as liberalism. At least the new face of liberalism. We're not talking about the Democratic Party of John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy, a president that I really respect, and we saw what happened to him. I really respected the Democratic Party of the of the era of John F. Kennedy. I think they served their purpose. What they are supposed to represent is... Uh, liberalistic ideals, which is freedom, opening of society, letting people do what they want to do, in line, honestly, with what libertarianism is supposed to be. And very, very much lately, we have seen this takeover of the Communist Party of China. We see them very much employing our news agencies now. We see them very much employing politicians, allegedly. And we have proof that they have been employing uh, people in our co- collegiate systems, colleges, to give them information on our latest technologies. They've been stealing the data from our servers, detailing blueprints of our fighter jets. They have been stealing technology from us every single day. And they have now overtaken the Liberal Party, the Democratic Party. President Ronald Reagan stated that if communist, if communism, excuse me, if communism comes to America, it will come in the form of the Democratic Party. Today's topic is interesting because Michaela and I have both been Democrats. We've both had very liberal views. We were surrounded by liberal friends. We both liked Bernie Sanders back in 2016. Mm-hmm. We saw Trump is bad and Bernie is good, and we really thought we knew what we were talking about. And I don't know if that came from fear of stepping outside of the boundaries of what we're allowed to think, but uh, 
whatever it was, I think I just think it was a mix. I think it was a mix of virtuism, uh, virtue signaling, which is easy to fall prey to. Joe Rogan often talks about that, and just uh, this idealistic, utopian nature that we we sort of project onto each other in these social norms and tendencies. So I just wanted to talk about breaking out of that, not even to become a conservative, because I don't really identify as any of that, but just to become a free thinker, how hard that can be, especially in mainstream cities such as Los Angeles, Boulder, New York City, Chicago, wherever you're at, how hard it can be to break out of these social norms and to just be a free thinker and to talk about the repercussions that go along with that. So we've been talking about this, uh, Michaela and I, lately, and I just wanted to get just some general insights on the matter. How do we break out of this? How do we get to a point where we can be free thinkers without pissing off the world? Or is that even possible? What are your thoughts on that? Gosh, what are my thoughts on that? Um, I, I don't know. I don't quite know what to say. It's, it's so big. It's such a big topic. Um, I'm trying to think. I might want to cut this part out because I'm just really drawing a blank. I don't. Can you ask me a more specific question? I'll just be blunt here. I think it's fucking pathetic that the 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 Democratic Party has become this Nazi like culture where if you want to say something like I don't know if I want a vaccine, all of a sudden they call you uh, a murderer mm-hmm. and and they threaten you with their friendship. I think that's fucked up, especially now that we're finding out that these companies wanted to hide legally uh, the results of these uh, testing programs of these very vaccines we're taking for 75 years. And a judge stayed the order, said you can't do that. I think the fact that we, when we want to talk about the fact that it's not healthy to be obese, that they say you're fat shaming, right? Or if, if you want to talk about how you don't think that illegal immigration is necessarily good for our country, all of a sudden you're a racist. Mm-hmm. And really what it comes down to is that is the fact that having your own opinions now in the Democratic Party or in these liberalistic ideals mm-hmm. means that you're either a racist, a bigot, a homophobe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Which I, what I want to point out about all those words is those are all really dehumanizing words, right? It's like... It's fucking dehumanizing. It's like they've found... like. It's very smart, right? It's it's a wonderful way to control people. It's like to create an us and them ideology, right? So there's there's you're either with us or you're against us. And anyone who goes against the grain of the narrative to a T, right? There's not a lot of room for variety, but if anybody goes against the grain of that, then they're slapped with a label that basically makes them feel like they're somehow somehow subhuman and that we can treat them poorly. Oh, all the racists should die. That's something I've heard so many times. It's like, well, wait, when are we applying that label? Is that when somebody's just having some thoughts and questions about our immigration policies? Or, oh my gosh, anybody who, you know, is fat shaming should die too, right? It's like, oh, well, wait, are you talking about everybody who even says, hey, I'm worried about your health. It seems like you've been carrying extra weight and Maybe you're eating emotionally in ways that aren't really serving you and you're not living the life you really want to live. Like, that person should die because they're a fat shamer? I'm seeing an increasing amount 
of people in electric fucking carts in Walmart blocking me from buying my food. Do you think they're there because they're healthy and happy? I saw somebody in their 20s using one of these carts. Now, they weren't paraplegic. They, they, they were just fucking fat. They were just fucking fat. And the fact that we can't use that word anymore, fat. Fat is just, it, it's a scientific word. Mm-hmm. It, they have a higher ratio of fat in their bodies than muscle. Okay, it is just literally saying that they're comprised of this substance more than other people, more than a healthy individual. You're fucking fat. It doesn't mean you can't reverse it. You chose to do this. People don't ride in these carts because they're happy and they feel good. They're eating shit. And I don't think it's their faults. I don't think they're victims. I think they're making themselves to be victims. I have love for these people. I think they've been fooled. And now I'm here to say, hey, you don't have to live miserably. I think you've been tricked. I actually don't think it's your fault, but I'm here to tell you there's a better way out where you don't need to rely on seven medications and feel like shit and have an anxiety disorder and be 300 pounds. Mm -hmm. Accepting your body doesn't make you happy at the end of the day. Accepting your body doesn't get you out of that electric wheelchair at Walmart. It pisses you off and it pisses me off because we know inherently it's unnatural. Now, to deny these very natural instincts we have as humans as feeling disgust towards this is natural. It means we're not healthy. Does that mean I don't love you? No, it means I fucking love you enough to be courageous enough to put myself on the line when I gain nothing to say, I don't think you're being healthy. And the fact that they want to call that fat shaming. Well, guess what? Shame isn't a bad thing. When we feel shame, sometimes it's because we're doing something that isn't good for us or the planet. Shame is an instinctual emotion that we have felt since the dawn of man and woman. It is something that we are are taught instinctually so that we don't repeat mistakes. We eat a glyphosate-laced fucking chip that you're living off of every day and you become addicted to it because it's laced with glyphosate and sugar. You feel like you feel like crap and then you're on antidepressants, you're on benzodiazepines, you're on anti-anxiety medication, medications, excuse me. You're on SSRIs, you're on antidepressants. And then because of those medications, you have no libido. So now you're taking things for your libido. And now you have weird blood pressure issues because now you're taking medications for your libido. And now you're on heart medications. Do you think this is this all stemmed from a bad diet? And should we, should we be shamed from scientifically calling out these mechanisms that are making our brothers and sisters of this world unhappy? Should we be shamed for calling out a statistical analysis showing certain groups of this country that commit more crimes than others. Why does that make me hateful? You know, and, and, and just talking about these things in liberal groups, I've experienced this, you've, you've experienced this, even just our own opinions, even just a question like, hey, I don't know if I like this vaccine. All of a sudden they call you a murderer. Mm-hmm. I think that's well, fucking wrong. That hasn't been my experience. I haven't been called a murderer for questioning I haven't vaccine. been called that to my face. But I've seen it on social media. Right. But I think that's an important distinction, right? So there's how how the kind of the mob treats people and treats, you know, questions. And then there's how individuals relate to it. And I feel like on an individual basis, I've had more, you know, a variety of things. And, and it's kind of all new to me because I've been questioning. I've been letting myself question things more of late than I have in a long time. And... 
But even I remember in the early days of vaccines and all of that, I was like, yeah, I don't know. And people, the energy and intensity behind people when I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm still waiting. I, I'm still kind of gathering info and waiting. I don't know if I want to move forward with that. There was such intensity. And there I was just being like, listen, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out and gather the facts. I don't feel like I have enough information. And the ferocity that I felt from people, it wasn't that they're like, you know, you're going to murder people, but there was this insinuation of like, well, you know that they're perfectly safe. And you know, like basically it felt like the thought police kind of coming in of saying like, they're perfectly safe. Don't you want to keep your mom safe? Don't you want to keep this person safe? Don't you, like you, if you don't do it, that's really going to be messed up. And this feeling of fear. And I think we are so tribal. We do want to, uh, you know, be in with the group and we don't want to be pushed out of the group. And I think that's that deep human need to belong to one another is something that's been weaponized against us in all of this. And I think that's something that what I see more and more the Liberal Party using. And for me, you know, going back to what Dylan was saying at the beginning of this podcast, um, you know, yes, I I really loved Bernie Sanders. I really, oh man, I really wanted him to be the, the president. And and I really didn't like Trump. And uh, and I'm not saying I hate Bernie and love Trump now. <laughs> that's not the case. But I I have felt more freedom to question things and look into it all deeper. And I think that, you know, living, living in Boulder, Colorado, which is a very um, democratic and, and liberal community that's also very isolated from a lot of the challenges of the world. They're kind of in their own kind of bubble of wealth um, and kind of, they're kind of insulated too. Um, and as COVID hit and all of that and the lockdowns and whatnot, I could feel it. I really noticed, I think a lot of people have noticed this, this big shift in how, how much pressure there was to all being on the same page and that need to control everybody. No, we all have to agree. We, if you don't agree, then you're really being inappropriate and it's wrong and bad. And just this feeling of um, tightness of, wow, I have to toe the line. Otherwise, I one, I may not be able to see any of the people I love because they may not feel safe around me if I go to grocery stores or restaurants or whatever. Um, and two, I didn't even feel like I had a lot of room to question it for myself. The fear was almost paralyzing at times. And so now that I think I, as I've had more space from it and more time, and even to reflect on it all, I see like, whoa, that really wasn't okay. That really wasn't okay to feel like it wasn't even safe to question things and to talk about them and to slow down and take our time and be like, well, wait, what about this? What about that? I'm such a curious person and I'm such a, um, a questioner. And I think, I, I remember even as a kid, anytime you know somebody was like, no, no, just do it because I say so, I'd be like, and I'm not like really a rebellious person, but I, but I was like, well, wait, but why? Like, I need to know why. And my mom was such a perfect parent for me because she just, she led with the why. She was right. like, I don't want you to drink until you're an adult because drinking can really impact your ability to learn and your ability to grow and your ability yeah. to make good decisions. I got into so much trouble because they wouldn't tell me the why. So I said, okay, I'm going to find out myself, you fuck face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think. And so, and so... 
I think there's a way I'm already pretty sensitive to when people don't allow me to ask questions. But I can see how I, I allowed that very natural, very healthy quality in me that wants to question, that wants to understand things, to really be muffled and stifled in the name of fear and the name of protecting everybody. And, oh, it was just, it was so intense. And I, I think living in Boulder at that point in time was, it was a really, especially looking back on it, it was a really interesting time in my life where um, a world that felt so beautiful and so full and so dynamic for so many years, I lived there since like 2012, then became so small. And I still was able to make the most of it. You know, I went on really long bike rides, but man, I just, I was coping. I was coping. I wasn't thriving. Well, they went backwards on their ideals, right? Liberals pre-2020, it's J.P. Sears made a great, what was the title of that video where he talked about the flip of the liberal party? It was so good. Well, it was like... um, How would somebody look it up just so they know? I think it would be like spiritual people in 2019 versus 2020. Look it up. I implore you to look it up. It's a fascinating, truthful video. I often say that truth comes out in comedy, and he is a prime example of that. He is, yeah. And yeah, J.P. Sears, once again, if you didn't catch that name. Um, Yeah, yeah, because it's like... And it was interesting. There was one person who was living in my building, and I feel kind of bad now because I I was so in the kind of, at at certain points, I was kind of in that mentality of like, if you're not with us, you're against us thing. But she was just like, I'm not giving into the fear, and I'm I'm still going to the coffee shop. I go to the coffee shop every day. Those are my people. Those are my friends. I'm going to go keep seeing them. And she wasn't wearing a mask, and she would walk in and out of the building. And, you know, I felt so angry at her I felt and I and that was really the the mentality the narrative anybody who isn't towing the line we should treat them as lesser than and we should be angry with them because they're threatening our safety and the safety of people we love they don't care about the community they're being selfish right shout out to whoever that woman was whoever that woman was excuse me shout out because you are a hero <laughs> you know and I think I think the thing that makes me sad about all of it is that then we're being pitted, pitted against one another. And that's the part where I get really frustrated because I think we all are much more alike than we are different. And we all care about much more of the same things than we care about different things. And so to be at odds with somebody who just wanted to live a good life and connect with the people she loves and feel free and not feel burdened by fear, it's like, yeah, I want all those things too. And I think that's part of what happens when you're in an oppressive dynamic is that you start to be like, how dare you be free? You got to come back here and put yourself in your chains, damn it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think right now, and I have a lot of liberal folks who follow me. And you guys know, a lot of you talk to me on Instagram. I got a lot of love for you guys. Um, It really has become, I hope you guys know, it's become this sort of fight between good and evil. And I'm done fucking bringing nuance to shit. That's not my podcast. Really? I thought you liked nuance. I like nuance, but I'm done bringing fake nuance. I like nuance, but I think a lot of... Bill Maher. Let's let's talk about Bill Maher. So Bill Maher has really been coming out lately, and a lot of his rhetoric has been opposed to the new Democratic Party. What he's pissed off about is that they The woke culture. The woke culture. Bill Maher is like one of the staunchest... Uh, representatives of the Democratic Party that I know of. He's an older dude. I like a lot of what he has to say. I disagree with a lot of what he has to say. And he's past the point of nuance where he is not going to die on his own sword for this party that no longer represents his ideals or views. And that's what I mean by the fact that I say, fuck nuance. I love nuance, but at the same time, 
we have this saying called we fuck nuance, Michaela and I. No, but no, but I don't mean it like that. Maybe we've been misunderstanding each other this whole time. My mind, what you're talking about with nuance with that, that's not nuance. That's diluting the truth. Nuance doesn't dilute the truth. It illuminates the truth in its intricacy. I, I stand, okay, I stand corrected on that. <laughs> I think I naturally have nuance, but I also feel enjoyment by saying fuck nuance. But what I, what I want to get to is that we are in a fight of good and evil right now. The party lines have been drawn. The Democratic Party has been corrupted. And I invite Democrats to just fight for freedom. We are in a fight for our freedom right now. And if your friends are bullying you and saying that they don't love you for your own beliefs, even if you just are asking questions, you don't know what you believe yet, guess what? They're not your true friends. And Michaela and I have this thing called the Tigger Yes. And what that means is, okay, let's say you want to envision a trip. Somebody invited you to a trip. Does your heart jump out of your chest and say, 100% yes, I want to do this, no question? Or is your heart saying, this doesn't feel right? A Tigger Yes is when it jumps out of your chest, you can't wait to do it, it's a fuck yes, and you do it and you have a great time. Whatever comes. Even if you'd fucking die on the trip, you wanted to do it and that's okay, it was your Tigger Yes. <laughs> so... Following your Tigger yes, even if it means losing friends. I told Michaela today, I'd rather lose friends in the light than to keep friends in the dark. Mm -hmm. And following your Tigger yes has seeds that it plants, even in those friends that you lose over an argument, standing up for what you believe in. Hey, I didn't want to get a vaccine. Well, I don't want to be around you if you don't have a vaccine. Well, that's fine. I respect you, but I don't appreciate the way you don't respect my boundaries. I don't believe the vaccine is safe for X, Y, and Z. I don't like how they're not letting me have information on the testing of the vaccine, trying to protect it from me for 75 years, and the court had to overstay that. I don't like how Israel forced their citizens to get vaccinated, and people our age, 25 to 35, are having a rapid increase in heart problems. That's not no problems. And the fact that you don't respect that and you won't be friends with me because you're having to get into my medical information? You know what? This isn't a vaccine problem. This is a diabetes and heart problem. Diabetes and heart disease still kills more people. Cancer and heart disease still way outnumbers COVID and deaths. Way outnumbers it. Do you think people are getting heart disease from COVID? No, it exasperates it. People are getting heart disease from fast food. Yet nobody's stopping you from going to fast food. Even during the pandemic, guess what was still open? Fast food. And that's killing the most people. Okay? So do you think they really care about our health? They've manipulated our friends to turn against us. So when you follow your Tigger, yes, doing a full 360, looping back here, you plant that seed that you stood up for what you believed was right. Let's say 10 years from now, they discover, fuck, they were right. You planted that seed. Maybe you were the difference that helped them cross that bridge into living a truthful life. Right. I remember my cousin when I was deep in the Democratic Party. I voted for Bernie. He looked me in the eyes one day, a man I deeply respect. We lived together. He's the only version of a big brother I ever had. He looked me in the eyes and he said, cuz, Trump's a good man. And it was like I was bleeding out of my ears. I could not believe what he just said. I could not believe that my cousin I love so much said that Trump was a good man. What fucking world was he living in? But it planted a seed. And I finally said, you know what? I actually don't know why I don't like Trump. They say he's a racist. They say he hates women. But I don't know of anything specific that he did to, to, to connotate that or to exemplify that, I should say. So I started looking and I said, okay, from now on, 
when I get in that kind of debate again, I want to know exactly why I don't want, I don't like Trump. So I did deep research and I left that research finding out that Trump was a great president. I genuinely tried to find dirt on him, even with all the propaganda. And I left that research with the idea that, okay, maybe I don't like him as a person, but he's a great fucking president. Trump, there's a recent clip going around right now that Trump, and, and Trump said, we have dollar eighty gas right now. I don't know about you, but that's like a tax break for you guys. I hope you guys are enjoying it. And the crowd cheered. This is before he, uh, Biden was president. And he said, if Biden becomes president, gas is going to be seven, eight, nine dollars a gallon. He's going to be trying to force you guys to go to electronic vehicles. He's going to break your banks. He's going to know. Then they're going to encourage you to not have cars. They're going to encourage you to not have cars. Michaela corrected me there. Mm-hmm. He called it to a T, even to the gas prices that are happening. Two years in, that's exactly what's happening. People say that presidents don't have a direct impact. Well, guess what? California, I didn't mind paying $1.78 for a gallon of gas. The fact is, is the Democratic Party and Biden is ruining our country. And whether the media covers it or not, inflation is at a 40-year record high. We can't afford gas. People are being fired. People are losing their homes. And whether people talk about it or not, it's what is happening. And I will not let friends bully me into thinking it's not happening. It's just not reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think part of what Dylan is talking about here is the gift of him asking that question, the gift of him really exploring, like, what what is really going on with how I feel about this? And, and I think that's that's part of what's so uncomfortable about this process of emerging from a certain way of thinking about everything is that we can almost like over-identify with our beliefs. And oh, I think so much pain happens anytime we over-identify with anything that isn't just us, isn't just our, our essence. And so to overly identify with the political party that you're part of or to overly identify with the beliefs you hold about a certain individual, whether it's a president or an ex-president or, you know, a man on the street. If we identify and and conflate our our beingness, our essence with the opinions we hold or the parties we're oriented with, it can it, it feels like we're dying when those things change. It can feel like, well, who am I if I don't believe that Trump is the worst? Who am I? And and so I think that's part of why we'll even fight for these things and we'll look for ways to to reinforce what we believe, whether it's true facts or just the fact that a lot of people we know feel the same as us. Yeah. I'm done being bullied by you stupid fucks. I really am. You guys are, you're fucking, you're fucking stupid. You know, you really are. And... And what I want to iterate is that being stupid is a choice. It has nothing to do with IQ. I, I, I really believe that. You have really smart individuals IQ-wise spewing out this propaganda. And then you have these old country folk who may not score the highest on an IQ test, but they, they, they see real-life value. And I've spent time in the country, and I've, I've met these people, and they, they see, okay, well, what's happening, in, what's happening right now? What am I paying for gas? What am I paying for food? How much was I paying under Trump? And how much am I paying under Biden? Two years, that's not enough for inflation to cause that unless it's artificial inflation. Mm-hmm. Even these people get that. 
It's not an intelligence thing. When I say stupid, I don't mean it's the way you were born. I mean it's the way you're choosing to be blind mm. to reality, mm -hmm. to follow your so-called party lines. Mm. Why You were not born to spew out the thoughts of people who have no interest in your well-being. You were born to spread the beauty of your soul. And so when I call people stupid... It's because I'm trying to aggravate them in a way that ruffles their feathers and they bloom and realize, oh, wait, I don't have to be this way. I believe there is a correlation to that. I think when people get angry, it does cause emotion that stirs their thoughts in a way that can bring them to a better representation to themselves. So I say it out of love, genuinely. Well, it sounds like that's part of what you experienced with JD. It made you mad when he said that about Trump. And it made you realize, like, wait, I don't even really fully know why I feel the way I feel. I'm just, maybe I'm parroting things. or I, I want to know why. I want to I know that this is real. And that caused you to get curious. It caused you to go do the research. And so I think that's, I mean, that's, that's the thing that I think so many Americans are, it's such a hypocrisy of being so, doing so much virtue signaling and talking so loudly about so many issues, but not actually understanding them and not actually looking into the truth of, you know, whether it's vaccinations or how presidents are relating with foreign countries or with our own country or, you know, just there's so many things where it's like if you, so few people actually look into it, but then have the strongest opinions, uh, you know, myself included, of having super strong opinions. I remember when Dylan was asking me, like, well, what was there any policy of, of Trump's that you didn't like? And I was like, honestly, I don't know, you know? And, and, and there, I could maybe kind of come up with some things here and there that were like vague, like, well, it seems like this was a thing that was happening or this was a thing. And then we, you know, would look into those things together. And, and I was like, oh, snap. It's not what I thought. And it sucks to realize that you've been manipulated. It really, really sucks. And I think that when you feel yourself being in that angry, heated, like mob-like place of trying to control everybody else, that's a sign that, you know what, maybe take a beat and do, do, do some research. I agree 100%. And you know what? I feel you guys. If you're afraid to lose your friends, if you think that you have too much to lose from having your own thoughts, remember this. You will never have room for the people who are meant to be in your life by keeping the people who are not meant to be in your life there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, I, I, there's this idea. I think um, I heard it from a dating coach a long time ago, Matthew Hussey. He talked about how some people, the way they relate to relationships is that they, it's like a relationship. It's like you're on a boat. You're on like a little, like a canoe or a small boat. And some people... They're willing to jump out of that boat when there's no other boats on the horizon and just swim. And they know, you know what, one day my boat will come. I'll be okay. I can swim as long as I need to. I can float. It's fine. But most people, those people are the rare ones. Most people, they wait until they can see another boat on the horizon. Some people will even wait until the boat is so close that they're basically hopping from one boat to another. Or they've got one leg in each boat, right? And so... Why am I talking about this? I'm talking about this because I think that speaks to the scarcity mindset we can all get caught in when it comes to romantic relationships, but I think friendships as well of, or even jobs, right? It's like, oh, I, I can't leave this job until something else is there. It's like actually creating a vacuum by letting things go that aren't serving you allows for so much room and so much energy to be released for something else to come in, something better.
It creates space for what's needed in your lives. People, strength is admirable. Courage is admirable. Mm -hmm. Being hot as fuck is admirable. (laughs) Okay, and you're not. Who's who is hot? Well, it's the well. I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name anybody, but I am pulsating at this very minute. Dylan, we talked about this. (laughs) Dylan, listen, let's get back on track. People don't admire those who are weak as fuck and don't have their own thoughts. You're just a fucking pigeon cake. Like, 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 get the fuck out of that group mentality think. Wake the fuck up. Understand that your ancestors were alphas. They did what it took to survive. You're here because they were strong as fuck. You are not a follower. Like, you're not a follower of deceit. You're a follower of strength. Even if you're not an alpha, like, you can be a follower of good. Most people are followers. That We've put a bad connotation to that. You know, even if you're a follower, stop following the wrong shit. You guys are the ones that make change. The leaders aren't. It reminds me of being a voice in the choir, right? It's like if every voice is strong, then the choir becomes even more profound and resonant and loud and... And and you yeah. need everybody for yeah. that sound. It's the one not orchestrating the it is not heard. No. They're waving their hands, mm-hmm. but they're the ones. They're not the ones being heard. Mm-hmm. The ones that are being heard are the followers, and that's the problem. Plenty of leaders have woken up to this already, and they're trying to tell you guys what's going on. They're trying to protect you. They have their money. They could retire right now in the Bahamas. They don't need anything. Most of these guys putting their their necks in the line for you have enough money to retire forever and go away. They're choosing to put everything on the line to help you. That alone should tell you what they're risking and, and what's, what's at stake. Mm. And the fact that they are putting their necks on the line. Mm. I'm looking at Rogan O'Hanley, D.C. Drano. I'm looking at Tucker Carlson. I'm, t- I'm looking at Joe Rogan. I'm looking at Tim Dillon. I'm looking at uh, uh, just P- uh, Candace Owens, people who represent freedom. I'm looking at J.P. Sears. I'm looking at Jordan Peterson. These people have enough money to retire and say, fuck it, I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. Who knows what's going to happen? I just want to live a good life. No, they're living in stress to help you solely. Okay, they risk everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Gina Carano, mm-hmm. freedom fighter, badass woman. People don't respect her because she's a meek sheep. People respect her because she stood up for what is right and she pissed off those evil fucks in Hollywood because she stood up for what is right. And she's such a great example here because she basically was fired because of some tweets she put out where she was basically saying, hey, let's think about this. Hey, let's... What about having better voter laws? What about... Being kind to our neighbors, even if they don't agree with us. What about? She was just saying, "Hey, maybe let's let's really look at things. Maybe let's really question things." She wasn't saying anything as horrible as they make it out to seem. She was asking questions, and that's part of what got Dylan and I talking about this topic. Was like, "Wait a second. It is so messed up that it feels unsafe. That the fear of being canceled, right? Everyone is canceled. It's like, yeah, everyone is canceled." when our right and our freedom to ask questions and and press for the truth is taken away when that option's taken away we're all gonna basically one way or another we're all gonna get canceled whether or not we push against it or we fall in line and we just get canceled because they don't have our best interests at hand yeah your essence is canceled when you can't be yourself and ask questions Ooh, i like that insight 
Yeah, it's exactly true. And and to show you how much they distort these fucks, these 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 fuckheads, they distort the truth so much. I'll give you an example. Gina Carano, MMA star, in, uh, one of the co-stars in The Mandalorian, my favorite character in it, believe it or not. She's great. She's a badass. She grew up around bullies. She doesn't like them. She stated on Twitter, literally, that Nazi propaganda flourished because neighbors were taught to turn against their neighbors. Do you want to know what the media did with this 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 tweet? Do you want to know what they did? They turned her out to be a they 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 said she was a Nazi. They literally said she was a Nazi because she stated this fact. How how bent over backwards fucked is that? It's time to be angry. It's time to stop being meek. It's time to say fuck you. This is what I believe. Go fuck yourself and live in China. That, that's what time it is. And if your friends don't appreciate you for having your own thoughts, they were never your friends in the beginning. And you need to get rid of them by saying, hey, I'm done being your friend. That's all I'm saying. And them feeling that strength, which they will respect, whether they say it or not, even if they're not worth having as a friend, they'll respect that. And it will plant a good seed. It's your tigger, yes. And you need to create that vacuum in order to pull in follow me here, to pull in the friends that you need. Without a vacuum, they don't know where to go. They're out there. There are better friends waiting for you. And the fact that you even feel fear of losing a friend over voicing your own thoughts, even if their question shows that they were never a friend at all, fuck them. It's not the time to be neutral. It's the time to be strong and to just say fuck them. And one day, it doesn't mean, when you, say, when you say fuck somebody, it doesn't mean you don't love them. It's just saying, hey, I love you, but fuck you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You are an asshole and you don't want my well-being. You were never a good friend. I wish you well, genuinely, I do, but I don't want you in my life. It's better to be the one to repulse them and to find people who want your own nourishment. Mm-hmm. People who support your freedom to be who, like, hey, I love you for who you are. I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that's it. That's all it is, and how, that's what our country was founded on. Well, and how cool would it be to be surrounded by people where you say, "Hey, I've been really looking into this, or I've been really questioning this thing that feels normal," or "Hey, I know you brought up that topic, and I actually see it this whole other way." For them to be like, "Wow, that's so cool that you've been looking into that. I want to learn more about it too." You know what? Here's here's what I, here's the, the research I've done. Let's compare notes or oh my gosh, I'm so inspired that you're really taking, you know, taking your life into your own hands. You're really being free with all this. Like, how cool would that be if that if that was what we were promoting? Hey, if your friend has a different opinion than you, celebrate it. Talk about it. Explore it. What if that was the emphasis? And then you make out and eat cake. You're talking about our life. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We had cheesecake the other day and it was delicioso. Delicioso. Bruh. It yeah. was. Make friends with the right friends, and you can't lose what you never had. Remember that. Right. And I, and I think part of what Dylan's saying here is, like, the more that we shine our authentic selves, right, the more that we are ourselves, the more that that becomes a natural filter, and it filters out the people who don't actually want to know us, but who want to know the idea of us. And that sucks. That sucks for both parties, right? You want to be known and appreciated for you. 
And and I believe that any relationship is so much better if it's if it's two genuine people connecting versus two ideas of people projected onto each other connecting. Yeah. So give yourself the gift of of having true people who truly see you and who truly allow you to see them in your life. I think that's beautiful. Just finding a friendship that doesn't magnify mental illness is rare enough these days. We're laced with glyphosate, microplastics, hormone disruptors. Look up Dr. Zach Bush. He'll tell you all about it. Look up Dr. Paul Saladino, Dr. Sean Baker, right? These people, Dr. Ken Berry, we are being fucked, okay? We are being fucked by China and by Russia and by uh, a lot of interests like the pharmaceutical companies. Gates. Fucking Bill Gates, right? We are being fucked. And the time is over for that. Okay, George Soros, all you fucking assholes do not get to tell us how to live. Okay, did you guys know that George Soros is buying district attorneys across the country, allegedly? Look it up so that he can sway public chaos and let criminals out of jail to create disruption in our economy and in our country as a whole. Look it up. Just look it up. This show's fictional. Look it up. Okay. (laughs) It's the time is over for being meek little sheep while they fucking shit on us. Find good friends, find your tribe, be a good person, say a prayer. God exists. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, just to pause there and highlight that, I think it's okay to sit in the void, to sit in the vacuum, because you're not alone. Whether you believe in God or you believe in just the universe, you know, whatever. I mean, I know Dylan really is, loves God, and I do too. But you're not alone, you know. There, you're not alone. There is. That's all I'm trying to say. And, that, and that's, it's okay to be alone. It's okay to be lonely. It's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to sit in that vacuum where you don't know what's going to happen. I believe that there is peace there, though, if you are being true to yourself and true to your convictions and honoring the freedom of thought that exists in you. Amen. Yeah. When I talk about God, I'm not claiming to know who God is. No, none of us know who God is, right? We can't say that any religion knows who God is. I believe that we have been created for a purpose. That's what I'm saying. And I believe that there, God is love. And I believe if you have faith in that greater good, you will find the purpose of yourself. And how are you to find yourself and how are you to offer anything to anybody else if you don't know the goodness of your own heart? And in that loneliness, you will find the gold and the goodness of your own heart. And with shitty friends who are like vampires who want you to simply be their parrot to make their ego feel good. If you be their little keychain, if you are one of the little garments on their coat, like a badge, you're, if you're their bitch, nothing good is going to happen. Wake up, say fuck you, and be in the loneliness. Find out how to thrive. And there's a quote that says, it's not until you're okay on your own that everybody wants to be with you. I love you guys. I hope you had a great week. It's okay to be on your own for a while. You don't have to give in to the darkness. It's okay to be you. You are lovely. I know there is good in your heart. Whoever you are, I got love for you guys. Feel free to message me on Instagram. Everyone is canceled. Spelled the correct way with one L. Michaela, I appreciate you joining me. Be sure to check out her podcast called Love Signals on Spotify, iTunes, Google, everything that exists. Check it out. Yeah.
New episodes every Wednesday. New episodes every Wednesday for her podcast, as you know. And if you don't know, now new episodes <laughs> new episodes every Monday. Everyone is canceled. My name is Dylan Randall. Take care, folks. Michaela, thanks for joining me. You're welcome. Goodbye. My ball. <laughs> And I think that's part of what happens when you're in an oppressive dynamic is that you start to be like, how dare you be free? You got to come back here and put yourself in your chains, damn it, you know? Yeah.